Welcome to Moneymaker, the podcast that gives you the tools to enrich your life in every sense of the word. I'm your host, Nelly Galan. Let's get started. These ladies that you're going to meet this week that are amazing young women that got into real estate early and are really crushing it and have really done everything to give themselves an advantage. And you'll hear that. Uh, But they're women that went into a crowded field. Real estate is crowded right now. And they're doing real estate in New York City, which is really competitive and really crowded. And it was interesting. I'm curious to see what you all think because I have a lot of feelings about whether you go into something as a startup, whether you go into something in a crowded field and you compete with other people. Do you go where no one's going and like start something where you know that like you have a better chance to get in the door? And, or do you do something completely different? Are you second to market or third to market? And Or you buy a business that exists. And I think that with everything that I've gone through in my life, and you know, and as you guys all know, I've worked in corporate, I've done startups, I've sold companies, I've, I mean, I've done it all. I think that the older, wiser me probably would buy an existing company and fix it versus starting a company from scratch. Because the part that destroys you, that is so hard, I mean, everybody should do it once because you really learn the most and you should do it as young as you possibly can because it is really a lot of work is starting up a company. The, the you know, the, the, the part of le- the learning curve is so great, great. The mistakes you make are so great that you, you know, it really does give you a lot of foundation for greatness, but it is very painful and difficult. And I think that now that I'm older and I see people buying into companies and then fixing them, it's kind of easier to have something that already has some customers, has some revenue, whatever. And then you can say, wow, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? It's almost like from a distance, you can see it easier. And it's funny because I'm just going to give you the most unbelievable, uh, weird parallel. I have made a lot of TV shows and I've made a couple movies and I've made TV series and all this and all that. And right now I have a, uh, a friend of a friend who's making a movie. And my friend said to me, will you help him? He needs help. He made the movie, but he doesn't know if it's right or wrong or whatever. And I came in at the end of the game. And I saw the movie and I'm like, dude, this is missing. This is missing. This is missing. Can we fix it? And it was so easy for me to come in later and see what he had already done and see how he could do it better. And he was so grateful and great. And we made the changes to the movie. And now I'm helping him sell the movie. And it was such a fun experience for me. It really made me think a lot because that's the same as buying a bill, a business or a building that's already up and running and has revenue. Uh, this guy already had made the movie, paid for it, did all that. I didn't have to do the hard part of raising the money for the movie. And uh, so it's made me think again, older and wiser. Like, why does everything have to be such a hard climb? Do we have to do things really the hardest way to enjoy it? I think for me, Again, my immigrant self, I think felt like if it wasn't painful and hard, I wasn't doing anything. And now I think, what's the easiest possible way I can do this and make an impact and and make it a home run? 
And now I'm seeing the world from a completely different place. So I think that I want you to know there are other options in life for being an entrepreneur. It's just not you're a founder of a startup because that's the hardest possible way to do it. And that is for some people. It definitely was for me because I have the ego, the personality, the salesmanship of a founder, but not everybody does. And would I do it again? I don't think I'd ever want to found another. I shouldn't say that. Oh my God, if I say that, I'm going to jinx myself and it's going to happen again. But there are other ways to be an entrepreneur. And I think, you know, when I look at people, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, like my friend who sold, who was a dentist who sold her practice to a younger woman dentist and taught her for two or three years how to run the business and then left her the business. I mean, that girl was smart not to start a dentistry office by herself. She did a deal with an existing dentist. That was smart. So let's look at all these different ways. It's like you can also, you can buy a business. You can also buy a franchise. I really, like everybody laughs at me, but if I could do my life over again, I'd own 20 McDonald's. I mean, I'm one of those crazy people that loves McDonald's. I really do. And I know because I've, I've studied McDonald's franchisees, they make so much money, I can't even tell you. And once you have 10 of them, you're loaded beyond loaded. And it's color by numbers. I mean, when you have the, the whole franchise business is so much easier than like, when I look at my fellow Latinos at Startup Bodega in New York, and I go, you could have bought a 7-Eleven. And they give you like color by numbers. Here's how you do it. Here's how you make money. They help you. You have all these other franchisees helping you. Like, why do we have to do everything so difficultly? Why don't we learn? And I also think, you know, you could be somebody who works in a corporation and you have a friend that's like super genius, that's that's a founder and give them money. And then you're going to be early investor. And you could have been the guy that gave Stephen Jobs money. And when the guy... I mean, I can't even tell you how many people I know that have done that. So not everything is hard, hard, hard. Now, let's talk about if you go into a saturated field or a saturated market. There's pros and cons to that. The ladies you're going to meet in the podcast Friday are in New York City. Doesn't get harder. Doesn't get more saturated. Doesn't get harder to to enter. On the other hand, there's an endless supply of real estate. On the other hand, there's a lot of people in real estate that if you can get in the door, incredible mentorship, uh, you get into a uh, an office where there's a lot of business, there's a lot, there's a lot to be done. You are competing with the best and the brightest, so you better think you're the best and the brightest. Uh, on the other hand, you could do it easier and you can move to a small town and be the person in the small town that, that shines. But then there's not as many things for sale. The prices aren't as high. It might take you longer to make the money, but it might be a more pleasant experience. I'm just telling you, depending on your your personality type. Um, but that is another way to go. Uh, and I think I, t- I love to say to young people, please go to emerging cities, emerging businesses. So emerging means that they still haven't hit big. Uh, because I think... You have the ability to own whatever town you live in. And there's something really great about that. 
you know, when I moved to, even though I lived in California and I moved to, and I have to remember this because now California is going through such a bad period. I moved to California when I was 30 years old and California was going through a bad period. It had just gone through the riots and everything was, the real estate was depressed. We had the riots and then a couple of earthquakes and everything was depressed. And I moved to Venice Beach, which everyone at the time told me was like the pit hole of LA. And it was full of gangs at the time. It wasn't homeless, it was gangs. And I was like, well, I'm Latina. I can deal with gangs, whatever. I got a bunch of real estate cheap, which now is forget it, good luck. And I became the queen of Venice. I became the Latina queen of Venice. And I never thought I could do that in a big, you know, in a big city like LA or in a big state like California. But it was a moment of depressed. And maybe that's why now some young, a lot of young people are moving to LA because LA is in the pits again. But the prices haven't fallen that much because LA is now pretty topped out. It's, it's even, even with bad things going on in it, the prices are super expensive. But I did go to an emerging city. I did go into an emerging market in an emerging city and it went very well for me. So think about all those things because there are different options and you have to really choose the option in entrepreneur and in, in entrepreneurship that really best suits your temperament, right? And you really don't have to do it the hardest possible way. There are ways to hack this and do it in a way that is much simpler if you're someone who doesn't like a lot of drama. Moneymaker is a production of Money News Network. Moneymaker is written and hosted by me, Nelly Galan. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. Thanks for listening. See you next time.